What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 129 of the Tatiana Harness podcast. Today is going to be a great one as I recap All-Star Weekend, and I update you guys on what I've been doing, which is what I'm going to start off with. But before we get into that, I apologize for the lateness of this episode. I know I was going to do one pre-All-Star Weekend so you guys can hear everything that was going on, who's in the contest, everything like that, which I'll kind of combine both um, beforehand and afterhand of the All-Star Weekend. But it has been extremely busy, my family. All of July, I've been traveling. Liv and I have been traveling since June 23rd, which is crazy. So last time I had my uh, the episode 128, I was traveling as well. But since then, it's just been nonstop. So we, um, from California... We decided because I was playing EYBL Nike Nationals in Chicago, and so our family decided to make it a road trip. So we drove all the way out there. We got to see some really cool states. I know we drove through Nevada, Utah, Colorado, which was really pretty. Colorado is beautiful. Um, and then also Kansas and Missouri till we then got to Illinois. Um, we decided to stop in Missouri, technically Kansas, but Missouri, both of them. Um, we were in Kansas City, so technically we're on both sides of each border. Um, but Missouri was really, uh, it was really interesting. I was expecting a little bit different, especially in Kansas, because there's like a lot of corn and it's really flat. And that was like, 90% of the drive in Kansas was corn and flatness and so that was a little interesting um and different for sure one thing I learned before I get into the rest of the trip is that all the all the different like cultures and the different environments in each and every state which I just find so unique for example you could go from California which is, like super it's like um there's a lot of moisture in the air it's really nice out till you then go into Nevada where it's super dry and hot and then you get into somewhere like Kansas where it's like super humid and sticky outside so that's something that I found really interesting um but uh, we got to train with Marcus Walker at, at Grindhouse in when we stopped in Missouri, which was really cool. He worked us really hard, which was awesome. And, of course, my mom got to see, because you guys all know how big of a Chiefs fan she is, she got to see um, Geha Stadium, which was really, really cool. Um, and it's actually in a really nice spot, too, having both that next to, I believe it's like the Kansas City Royals, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, those two stadiums are right next to each other, which I find super neat. Um, but then from there, we went into, we went, we got to Chicago, which it was my first time in Chicago. And man, all the buildings were so cool. And like downtown was super clean compared to some of the other downtowns I've been to and not many like homelessness, homeless around, um, super clean and everything. And I just found that like really cool. Although there is so much traffic, so it makes sense why nobody in Chicago like owns a car if you live there. So I found that interesting. Um, but Chicago was really, really neat. Um, my tournament, we did. I did really well. We played seven games um, across the weekend, and my team only had six players, which is crazy. But it meant a lot of playing time, and I had a really good and consistent weekend overall. And I actually did a really good job rebounding as well. I had one game where I had like 18 points and 12 rebounds. So a double-double, which was really cool. Um, 
But overall, uh, with college coaches watching and everything, I thought that I definitely had a good weekend, um, very consistent, which was really nice. Um, after the tournament was over, we decided to stay in Chicago one more day, and one of our followers, uh, one of our friends, MT, was uh, has been with us during all this, which has been super neat, and he actually took us to, um, I believe it's called Willis Tower, which is the tallest building in Chicago, which I thought was crazy and we're like uh okay what are we doing here um so it's called the sky deck and you can go up a hundred and you can go up to the hundred and third floor and see the entire view which we went ahead and did and oh my goodness it was so pretty uh it's just seeing like all of chicago plus the lake michigan um right there because it looks like like the ocean because you can't see the other side of lake michigan um but it is so pretty oh my goodness um, when we went, it was a little bit cloudy out because apparently you could see like more states from up there or something like that, I heard, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but we got to go over there, take some pictures, shoot some cool content for you guys. Um, it was really neat. So overall, Chicago was a super cool trip. And then we had the road trip back as well. Stopped a couple times to where we are now uh, currently in Vegas, which is where WNBA All-Star was this weekend. Um, and let me tell you, we got to be a part of some really cool stuff. And I won't, I can't go into detail about all of it, but I was able, I had the opportunity to meet some of the All-Stars. For example, Enrique Agumbawale, which was so neat. Jackie Young, um, who else? Also got to meet Neka Gwumake, which she was amazing. Like, she listened to our whole story and everything, which was so cool. Actually got to meet um, Brianna Stewart as well, uh, D.D. Richards, um, Nelissa Smith, Dejane Carrington. Um, who else? Oh, we also got to see um, Holly Rowe, which was really cool. And then we also um, got to, was that it? And then technically we were around Sabrina Ionescu a lot, which was so neat because she killed it in the three-point skills challenge or three-point contest. And then we also got to meet the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelhart, which was so cool. I got to like talk with her, ask her a couple questions and everything. And so that was really neat. But you guys will see some of those pictures coming out soon. Um, but yeah, so that's been WNBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, it's been absolutely crazy and insane. We've been around the hoop bus a lot, um, doing all kinds of different stuff with them, which has been amazing. And shout out to the hoop bus and Venice Beach fam as they are doing so much and just being a part of everything. So that has is been, that's been what we've been up to. That made no sense, but that's what we've been up to, um, and it's just been nonstop, one thing after the next, which is what summer is for, right? We thought last summer was hectic. This summer is even more hectic. Um, and it's just it's just been amazing. So now I'm going to get into some of the uh, what happened like during the WNBA All-Star. Um, I'll start off with like the skills challenge, who was like paired up together and then who ended up winning. Um, but you had like Team New York Liberty, which... Uh, included Sabrina Ionescu and Courtney Vandersloot. Then you had um, Team Dallas Wings, which included Enrique Agumbawale and Satao Sabali. And then Team Atlanta Dream, which had Cheyenne Parker and Alicia Gray, which, by the way, Cheyenne Parker's been playing really well lately. And then you had Team uh, Las Vegas Aces, which included Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum, in which they ended up winning the skills, content, uh, skills Challenge, 
which was uh, really neat, and I definitely expected that, in my opinion. I knew that they were going to win it. Then moving on to the three-point contest, which went absolutely crazy, and I'll explain why afterwards. But the contestants were Arike Gumbuale, Kelsey Mitchell, Dijane Carrington, Sammy Whitcomb, Jackie Young, and Sabrina Ionescu. And, oh my goodness, Sabrina... Uh, ended up winning the three-point contest, but she was she went crazy. She hit, um, where is it? She hit 25 out of 27 of her three-pointers, in which she scored a total of 37 points, which has been um, the highest score in history of the WNBA and NBA. So Sabrina made history because um, she ended up beating Steph Curry, which I believe he had like. 31 or 35 somewhere in there but Sabrina ended up beating him which was so amazing um she like was going crazy and then her interview afterwards like she was I don't know it was just absolutely crazy and I was so happy that she beat the she beat the overall score and everything and set the record so I found that really neat um so then after that that what concluded what it was just in general with the skills challenge and three-point contest, um, which ended up being epic. During WNBA Live, um, which is what we were a part of um, before, we were able to see everything. Um, and how do I explain it? We were able to be around those players, those kinds of players, um, be a part of, like, a panel, which was really cool, and listening to, like, all these, um, powerful women speak and talk about the W just in general, and it was, there were even a couple men in there also, and just speaking about that in general was so cool. Okay, so now let's get on to the actual WNBA All-Star game, where we had Team Stewie versus Team Wilson, so captains were Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson, I'll start off with Team Wilson on who was on their roster. You had Asia Wilson from the Las Vegas Aces. You then had Aaliyah Boston from the Indiana Fever, which she's making history as well, doing something that not many people have done before in being a rookie drafted into the All-Star game and just absolutely still like scoring, getting a ton of rebounds, all that kind of stuff. Aaliyah Boston, um, she also hit a game winner to advance, or, um, she sent the game into overtime with a three-pointer actually uh, just a couple days ago, which was so cool. That was going viral all over the internet. Unfortunately, they ended up in Indiana Fever ended up losing that game, but the fact that Aaliyah Boston tied it up just as a rookie is insane. She's definitely going to be a superstar following behind A.J. Wilson's footsteps, in my opinion. Who knows? She might be even better. Um, but then after Aaliyah Boston, you had Chelsea Gray from the Las Vegas Aces. And then you also had Arike Ogunwale from the Dallas Wings and Jackie Young from the Las Vegas Aces. So that was a starting lineup for Team Wilson. And I find it insane that three of the players... Three of the five in the starting lineup are Las Vegas Aces players. That just shows how much talent they have um, in general. Coming off the bench, you had Dewana Bonner and Alyssa Thomas from the Connecticut Sun. You then had Cheyenne Parker and Alicia Gray from the Atlanta Dream. And then Kelsey Plum from the Las Vegas Aces came off the bench. And then Ryan Howard, also from the Atlanta Dream, came off the bench. Before I get into stats, I'll um, say Team Stewie's starting line or uh, roster as well. 
So, and by the way, I'm just saying it. Um, everybody that was an all-star from the Las Vegas Aces got drafted on a Team Wilson, which I found really funny. Um, but for Team Stewart, you had Brianna Stewart from the New York Liberty, Neka Agwumake from the Los Angeles Sparks, Satu Sabali from the Dallas Wings, Brittany Griner from the Phoenix Mercury, Jewel Lloyd from the Seattle Storm, which that was the starting lineup. And by the way, it was really cool to see Jewel Lloyd and... Brianna Stewart back together. That was a really dynamic duo when they played in Seattle. Coming off the bench, you had Nafisa Collier from the Minnesota Lynx, Ezie Magbagor from the Seattle Storm, Courtney Vandersloot from the New York Liberty, and Kalia Cop- Kalea Copper. By the way, we got to meet Kalea Copper as well. I knew I was missing somebody. She was really awesome to talk to. Um, but Kalea Copper from the Chicago Sky. Kelsey Mitchell from, I believe the Indiana Fever, yep, Indiana Fever, and Sabrina Ionescu from the New York Liberty. So this game ended up not even really being close, and it actually, like, towards the end, it got a little boring to watch, in my opinion, but it was still a really high-scoring game. Final score, Team Stewie won 143 uh, to 127 over Team Wilson. I'll start off with Team Wilson's stats. Their player... Best player of the game, in my opinion, was definitely Kelsey Plum. She had 30 points and 5 assists, and this was her second game in a row. Second all-star game in a row, scoring 30 or higher, which is crazy. It just shows how much of a competitor she is. And um, They also had a booth in WNBA Live just about Kelsey in general, talking about like her dog mentality, and they were giving out like free shirts free shirts um for coloring like something in on the under armor uh like cloth thing and it was really cool um just stickers of her and everything um but then uh two other players three other players that also showed out asia wilson she had 20 points and five rebounds and the leading rebounder was actually Aaliyah boston she had 11 rebounds uh combined with six points in only 19 minutes so keep in mind in all-star games like everybody plays just about the same amount of minutes um unless they like say that they don't want to play or they might be a little bit injured something like that um so the minutes go around evenly so even if you're in the starting lineup you'll get the same amount of minutes as some of the bench players as well just so everybody gets the same amount of time to be able to play in the, uh to be able to experience the all-star game just in general um but also in the starting lineup Arike she had a really uh good well-rounded game she had 18 points six rebounds five assists and coming off the bench so another really good bench player they had Ryan Howard from the Atlanta Dream she uh combined in their 16 points as well Going on to Team Stewart, since that was Team Wilson's leading scorers, we'll start off with the MVP of the All-Star Game, which was Jewel Lloyd from the Seattle Storm. She had a WNBA All-Star record in scoring 31 points, so she was going crazy. I know when we were watching at the end, it was kind of a competition between her and Kelsey Plum on who was going to get the most amount of points, and even though they were on opposite teams, they kept trading buckets. I know um, it was really close, but I I know Kelsey Plum kept shooting those four-pointers at the end because the WNBA All-Star game, they included two four-pointer spots, which were kind of like from the top, between the top and the wing, um, and then obviously further out from the three-point line, which was cool to see multiple, uh, which was cool to see different people like pulling up from there and everything. Um, 
But that was Jewel Lloyd. She won the All-Star MVP. Also, somebody that performed really well in the WNBA All-Star game was super happy to have back was Brittany Griner. Um, For those of you that have seen highlights, you've probably seen her dunk in there somewhere because she ended up dunking in the All-Star game. Everybody went crazy. But she had 18 points and 13 rebounds. Um, She played really well in the amount of minutes. She actually played the most amount of minutes uh, out of everybody, which she definitely deserved. Um, And then also, who included 18 points off the bench, was Sabrina Ionescu with 18 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. She played really well, as well as Satu Sabali, who had 19 points and 18 rebounds. Nafisa Collier off the bench had 20 points. Kalea Copper off the bench had 16. Um, Everybody just, like, performed. It was a lot of fun just being able to watch them and everything. Um... I just think that the All-Star game is so neat to be able to see all these stars playing on one team, um, everything just going on in general. I just find it super unique and everything that they're all able to do such a thing. So I would have to say that the WNBA All-Star weekend, um, it's obviously a wrap now, but it's a really good wrap because WNBA Live was so cool to be a part of free admission. Anybody could go to it, seeing all these stars and everything. Um, it was definitely successful. And the amount of fans that were at the All-Star game, like the WNBA game is definitely growing. The amount of, after being in this panel thing, like I learned all the numbers, WNBA is definitely on the rise, and I just find that so amazing, and it's definitely what's needed. What's needed next, though, is for the WNBA to expand the league, and that would make it even better.